Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and every Monday on Jazz 88, we speak with an expert from Lutheran Social Service. Today, we're speaking with Natasha Oreskovich. She's the Senior Program Manager of the Streetworks Collaborative, a program of Lutheran Social Service of, um, of Minnesota. Streetworks is a collaborative of, of youth-serving nonprofits that have provided street-based outreach to youth experiencing homelessness in the metro area since 1994. Natasha joins us today to discuss how Streetworks reaches youth, new challenges with COVID-19, and how we as a community can help. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning. So tell us what your role is at Streetworks and how the organization serves youth. So Streetworks is a collaboration between 16 youth-serving organizations in the Twin Cities who provide coordinated outreach uh, in the seven-county metro area. Uh, Outreach workers do street-based and site-based outreach to connect youth with shelter, housing, mental health services, community resources. Uh, We provide rental assistance, hygiene and basic needs supplies, gift cards, transportation assistance. And then we also provide uh, harm reduction resources such as uh, free safer sex supplies and Narcan and Naloxone, which are used for redirection reversing an opioid overdose. Okay. Uh, so my role with Streetworks, I oversee and assist the collaborative. I support the relationships between member and partner agencies and other community resources. And I ensure that youth outreach worker and other contributors voices are amplified and recognized as we work to end youth homelessness and reform systems that are harmful to the youth we serve. So what does youth homelessness look like here in the state, but also in just the Twin Cities? So um, the most recent data that we have is actually from a study that was conducted by Wilder Research in 2018. And at that time, they concluded that 6,000 youth face homelessness on any given night in Minnesota. It's likely that that number is actually higher just because of the nature of youth homelessness and especially now with the pandemic. Um, Youth homelessness looks a little different um, than adult homelessness. A lot more young people will um, describe themselves as what they call couch hopping. So it would be staying with friends or family or in temporary places where they can stay for maybe a couple of days, maybe a week. It's not as common to see young people sleeping outside or in the encampments that people see uh, around the city, but it does happen. Uh, they're still sleeping in cars. I, I know of young people that have stayed in public restrooms overnight at, to have a safe place to stay, you know, so so a, it's still definitely homelessness, but it's not as, what's the word I'm looking for? So it's you're not as likely to notice it, if that makes sense. Yep. And part of that too has to do with young people. Like if you think about the challenges of being a young person and um, how bullying and harassment and just image is really important, not only for yeah. for emotional safety, but physical safety. So a lot of young people do a lot to really work to make sure they don't look like they're experiencing homelessness. So you may be encountering young people in your life who are experiencing homelessness, but you can't tell just by looking at them, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And what are some of the major factors that uh, contribute to, to kids experiencing homelessness or youth, I guess is more appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the, what it isn't 
is young people that don't want to follow the rules and run away. Like that's one of the big uh, misconceptions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the big misconceptions. And of course, every person's experience is different. But some of the major contributing factors to youth homelessness include uh, intergenerational homelessness. So a lot of times when a family is experiencing homelessness, older children who are members of that family will split off from the rest of the family to make it easier for everyone to access resources. Um, This is also the case with there are family shelters where once a youth turns 18, there's challenges about whether or not that young person can continue to stay with the family, especially if it's a shelter for women and children. So just kind of how the system is set up that families end up getting split up, whether it's because they're choosing to, to make it easier or because they don't have a choice. And so with that piece, a lot of the causes of intergenerational homelessness include lack of affordable housing, institutional racism, historically white supremacist policies such as redlining. Um, I mean, you know, a minimum wage that hasn't increased at the same rate as the cost of living. So they're they're societal issues that are leading to people experiencing homelessness. I will say also that queer and trans youth are disproportionately represented due to safety issues in their families of origin or not being um, not being allowed to stay in their homes and live authentically as who they are. And then just like adults, black and indigenous youth are also disproportionately impacted by homelessness due to the historically white supremacist, supremacist policies that I previously mentioned. So let's uh, add the pandemic to all of this then. What challenges (laughs) have emerged uh, since uh, that started? As I'm sure people can imagine, homelessness doesn't stop just because the pandemic starts. In fact, it's probably gotten a lot worse. Some of the challenges that we faced are it's harder to reach youth because the places where outreach workers would usually connect with them are closed, uh, which makes sense because they're trying to limit community spread. So they're closing community centers and libraries. They're moving schools to being virtual instead of in person. But those are the places that outreach workers would normally be connecting with young people. So basically all of the places that young people would gather, they can't anymore, which has made it harder to find youth experiencing homelessness for outreach workers and has led to us needing to be more creative about how we reach them. I'm speaking now with Natasha Oreskovich. She's with an organization called Streetworks within Lutheran Social Service, part of a collaboration of uh, Twin Cities Youth Serving Organizations, and we're talking about youth homelessness at the moment. Uh, Natasha, how have youth serving organizations like Streetworks adapted to the challenges that you were just mentioning uh, since the pandemic started? Well, we still do have outreach workers out on the streets doing traditional street-based outreach, but they are definitely um, using personal protective equipment, uh, and they're also providing it to the youth uh, we serve. But we also are doing a lot more over the phone and through appointments, and, and the way that we are able to do that is there's this great app here in the Twin Cities that's called the YSN app. YSN stands for Youth Services Network, uh, and it is a, it's an app that you can download to your phone as well as a website that you can visit online that has real-time shelter bed availability, information on youth food shelves, information on drop-in centers, safer use resources. It also has the outreach worker schedules and their phone numbers because all of our outreach workers 
have cell phones with them when they're when they're working out in the field. So in that way, what we're doing is a lot more young people are reaching out to outreach workers via phone call or text message, and we're coordinating dropping off supplies to them or helping them fill out applications for rental assistance or food stamps, those sort of things over the phone. We've limited the need for actual signatures on things to recognize that right now isn't a time when we would really need to be that close to one another. If we can find ways to do things differently to make sure people get what they need, then that works. So, yeah, sorry, I just, the YSN is, it's a great resource. It's been around for a long time. Um, and I would encourage anybody to download it onto their mobile device because you never know when you're gonna need it. And it's it really is a fantastic way to get connected to resources for youth. And YSN, again, stands for Youth Services Network. The website is ysnmn.org. So Youth Services Network, Minnesota.org. Natasha, how can the community support your work? Financial support, of course, is always helpful. Um, what we do with the money that we receive is we turn around and use it to purchase supplies to give to young people, whether it's tents and sleeping bags or food or gift cards. You know, the, the idea of if you are putting money into the hands of Streetworks, it's going to get into the hands of the young people who need it. But we can also always accept in-kind donations as well. The things that we need the most are basic, uh, basic needs items like new socks, underwear, uh, travel size toiletries, hygiene products, and gift cards. And the, the thing about gift cards is they can be used for a number of things, right? So you might give a young person a gift card so that they can go and get the items that they need from the store, but they can also use those gift cards to barter for a place to stay. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So if you think about it, if, if, if you have nothing to offer, as a young person, you're more likely to get yourself to be in a situation through no fault of your own that could lead to sexual or labor exploitation. But if you're able to say, hey, can I stay with you for a while? I can help pay for groceries because I have these gift cards to the grocery store. Jeez. Right? So it gives it gives a young person something to barter with besides themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, before the pandemic, we were giving out, we would give out gift cards to fast food restaurants and places too, because then a young person can go and purchase a meal and and at least be inside for a while. Also gas gift cards, because when there are young people staying in their vehicles, you know, you got to keep the car running for it to be heated. So, so yeah, we're, gift cards are probably one of the easiest ways to support the work that we do right now, especially because you can do contactless dropping off and shipping and that sort of a thing. But if you want to check out our website, streetworksmn.org, you can get in contact with us that way and we can connect people um, to get things into the hands of the young people who need them. Natasha Oreskovich is Senior Program Manager at Streetworks. Natasha, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, thank you.